What is up, everyone? I'm your host, Coach Joe Strong, here to bring you another great episode of the Business of Strength podcast, where you can hear the interviews, tips, and tools to turn your passion for strength into a profession you love. My guests today are the dynamic duo of Noel and Sana Brand, owners of Breda Strength and Conditioning in Breda, the Netherlands. Uh, we had a little issue with our audio here, so you might have to adjust your volume a little bit here and there, but uh, otherwise a really fire interview with Noel and Sana. And these two have built an amazing brand, community, and facility that is one of the best in the world, in my opinion. Uh, we talk about the importance of building culture, sticking to your passion. You know, they've done something truly amazing. They even market like, you know, I don't want to call it negatively, but they market um, what a lot of what they don't do and, and what their expectations are from their clients. They set a really great baseline of expectations. They got a really great facility. They train everybody from, you know, regular general pop individuals to high level military operators. We talk a lot about sticking to your guns and doing what your, your passion and your personal fulfillment drives you to do. Uh, we talk about their specialty work with the military and, and their strong women program, which is, you know, really taken off uh, over the years and, uh, and how they built one of the sickest gyms in all of Europe. It's a great episode and they're two amazing gym owners where you can learn a lot of information from and uh, check this episode out. It is fire. Welcome my good friends, Noel and Sana Brand, Breda SC, everybody. I hope you enjoy. All right, so I'm on with Noel and Sana today, and I'm super excited to have you guys. These guys, are, I've known Noel and Sana for years now. We went through uh, a Jim Jones training program together. We happened to do a business of strength program in London quite a few years back, and I was there when they got engaged, now, now married with a family, a beautiful little girl, and, uh, and an amazing, uh, amazing, amazing new gym that they've constructed in the last year and it's just been amazing to see their growth despite the pandemic despite the struggles of 2020 uh they've continued to remain positive and grow and find capacity and ways to improve their business uh in, in a difficult time thanks so much for coming on today guys i really appreciate it and i appreciate the hell out of you two for always being big supporters of what we do over here in beautiful sunny new jersey <laughs> thanks so much for having us yeah today. thanks for having us awesome awesome so so let's get right into it guys like so tell me a little bit about you know breda right strength and conditioning right as as noel makes fun of me for my terrible uh, uh netherlands accent right the non-existent accent and and you know tell me a little bit about the vision you guys have gone through an amazing growth in the last couple of years with the new facility and have done some really cool things. So I'm, I want to hear about the vision and the mission and the core values, but I really want to know about this facility because I saw, you know, like container trucks being loaded into the place and, you know, videos of Noel up on a scaffold painting the place himself and doing all these things and, and, and doing tons of, tons of uh, a lot of the legwork themselves. And they've partnered with some equipment companies and they've really gotten, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, looking, I haven't had the opportunity to come over and see it yet um hopefully that's going to happen this year and and uh you know but it, it it looks from the outside looking in one of the nicest facilities that i've ever seen and a very cool design very cool uh, uh vibe and you know that atmosphere is such a big part of i know here at varsity house that the facility is such a big part of the atmosphere tell me a little bit about that tell me a little bit about what you guys have been doing to build this company well yeah uh, let me just kick it off with saying that um 
uh, we were talking about our mission and our vision and our core values. So I'm going to start off with what Breda Strength and Conditioning is. Uh, we've been around since 2011. Uh, so this year we're uh, celebrating our 10 year anniversary. Uh, our mission is, um, well, we wrote it down and it's on the wall here and it's been on the wall for four years. At Breda Strength and Conditioning, we make people physically and mentally stronger. Our training is simple, but not easy. With minimal means, we yield maximal results. We value quality, hard work, technique, and helping each other. We want to give our members the best training we can every time that they're in the gym. We don't care what your 100% effort is, but give us your 100% effort. That's what everybody gets to read off the wall every time they either come in or they have like, uh, they come for an introduction. So they don't actually train because we don't do uh, free training, but they can come watch as often as they as they want, obviously through appointments, but that's so they know what they can expect from us and that's so that they know what we expect from them. So that's uh, on our, our facility, we're gonna talk about it later, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it up, up to Sana to do our core values and our vision <laughs> if you want to. Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, yeah, our core values are, are like, uh, where we have, um, sorry, I'm um, mixing up the words because it's not our first language, uh, English, obviously. No. <laughs> so <No. laughs> I might be struggling a bit uh, from, from, time to, from time to time. But our core values are uh, quality, hard work, uh, community, um, knowledge, and uh, service uh, dash um, uh, personal approach. Yeah. Uh, so that's what you see uh, with everything we do and uh, what we like, what we value and how we try to run our business. And that's what people expect from us and what we uh, want. That's how we want to run the business. Um, um, and um, well, there obviously uh, a good facility is part of that. So um, uh, we want to have a facility that, um, how do you say that? Uh, gets the best out of people. Um, Compliments, so yeah, yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. So they have, so they uh, feel motivated to work hard, and sure. they feel motivated to have uh, to be part of this community, uh, and to um, uh, they know that they can come here to be um, to be yeah challenged yeah challenged but and, also coach yeah exactly yeah. and uh, also for our coaches who train here. Um, uh, we want them to be motivated to be in this high quality facility and uh, be motivated to get even more knowledge and, and uh, stuff like that. So they want Great. to be the best trainer they are or the best coach they are, uh, as well as our members uh, want to be the best they what, can. What prompted, what prompted, so I mean, obviously you guys are setting the standards you know, let's call it this. Well, we, we, I always refer to it here as the standard of excellence and whatever that baseline of like, hey, when you walk in the door here at Varsity House or at, at Breda, it's, 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 you know, here's what we do, yeah. right? Here's what we, do, here's what we can do for you. And here's what we expect, right? From yeah. you, right? And, 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 and one of the things that I admire a, a hell of a lot from you guys is I see you you know, advertising that on your social media, you know, we do not do this. We do not do that. You know, if you want to train for real, you know, here's what we have to offer you. And, and, and sometimes I think a lot of business owners are afraid to tell people what they don't do. Right. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I know you guys have 
you know, have kind of like, let's call it for lack of a better term, dug your heels in the ground is this is what we do. And we don't do anything else, right? We do, this is, you come here for expert coaching, nutritional guidance, right? In, in these specific niches of people that we try to attract. And we really don't deviate from that too much. Right. And, 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 and so tell me a little bit about that. Like, wh- what is it about the demographics that you serve and, and, you know, your own personal fulfillment really is what drives me here is like, Hey, this is what we're going to do here because I don't, I'm not going to do birthday parties because dr- dressing up in a Barney suit's not going to make me happy. Right. <laughs> and so, so what is it about those demographics? What is it about your own personal fulfillment uh, with, with the system and the gym that you've created that really drives the process? Well, I'd like to say that uh, we basically cater to everyone as long as they are willing to put in the work. So our youngest member is uh, Domingo. Uh, he's just a little older than 19, but I believe he might still just be 19. And our oldest member is, is my mom. And she's turning 71 uh, this year in August. Okay. So we have like a wide variety. We have, we have uh, like people that go still like students mm-hmm. and we have like house moms, soccer moms, and we have like uh, single dads. And we, but we also have like exercise scientists and we have physiotherapists and we have pro athletes and we have a lot of military hopefuls and we have uh, women that are, that just, you know, just delivered a baby or are about to deliver uh, a baby. So it's a wide variety. And I would say, well, I think we'd say that it doesn't really matter. Like we said, we don't care what your 100% effort is, but just give us that 100% effort. So it, it's, we usually don't end up with people that don't want to be here because it's like, it's, it's natural selection. Right. The culture itself kind of works itself out. And, and that's kind of, yeah. So, it, and, and that's, that's a similar mindset is that I'm going to deliver a product in a certain fashion that's going to require you to do a certain amount of work. And you're either going to be the person that says yes or no, right. You're either going to take the blue pill or the red pill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and so I love that about you guys. And that's one of the things that I've noticed a lot, even in your marketing, it comes off in your newsletters, even though I have to have it translated Thank into you. English and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, what's that mean? No, well, what's that mean? You know. <laughs> well, you well about that newsletter and about other stuff. Obviously, we're going to get into that, but we have so much to be grateful for for you and for for Dan and everybody at Business of Strength because I'm gonna you know well I'm just let's just get this out the way. We, we wouldn't be here without you and Business of Strength. You know, being Thank such you. a great uh, you know a base of knowledge. You know, and and hooking us up and talking to us and being available. You know, the, the newsletter that you just mentioned, you, you just dropped it on us when, you know, when I, uh, I proposed to Sana on, uh, I, that was uh, January 20, 2018 in London, which was awesome. But you were like, you need to put, you need to send out an email, a newsletter at least once a week. I was like, ah, we're going to do once, we're going to do once a month. You're like, no, that's too, that's not enough. But then I was like, shit, how am I, I going to do a newsletter? But so thank you so much for telling us yeah. our newsletter does not, does not utterly suck. And by the way, <laughs> it doesn't utterly suck it. No, it's great. But, and it's by very the way, by well the way, designed, you know, and I know you guys you. don't usually put anything out that you don't overthink and, and really put a yeah. lot of attention to. So. Yeah. And it, and it, and it shows cause you know, just some of the metrics with, with MailChimp that we use, 
uh, we have like an open rate of like 50%. It's amazing. five zero. So it's not zero five. It's, it's yeah, yeah, really no. a lot. Well, I mean, but look, most people like an e average email rate for a really good email is, you know, usually less than 20%. So 50% means people really love what you're saying to them. And that means that the content is really good. So and we can talk a little bit about the marketing in, in a minute. But I want to know about this facility because the old facility oh, yeah. was nice, but this facility is beautiful, man. And so who designed it? How did that go? Like, what, what was the, what was the thought process of going big and, and kind of taking the next step in, in, in the entrepreneurial journey and kind of doubling down on yourselves and your business? Exactly. Well, we, we came from, uh, what was it? Uh, 2,700 square feet. Yeah. And we're now yeah. close to uh, 10,000 square feet. It's awesome. So that's uh, quite a big upgrade. And uh, to be honest, it, it took us a while to get to this uh, uh, location. Yeah. Location yeah. Because it's very hard in there. To, um, uh, to find a facility that you can actually facilitate sports. Yeah. Uh, so you have to have some kind of uh, uh, local... Yeah, no, like the, yeah. agree on yeah. where you want to be and they have to give permission for that. Yeah. Uh, and almost nowhere in Brea there are facilities or buildings that are suited for that. So uh, that was quite a challenge. It took us uh, two years. And actually, uh, I think two years before we got to this facility, uh, we actually already were here. We already checked this out, and we were like, "No way! This is way too way too big," uh, because we also have to pay for everything that that goes into it. Sure. Uh, it's, it's a big difference if you have six thousand square feet or ten thousand uh, square feet um, uh, when you look at flooring and stuff like that. Very big difference. So, yeah. um, we were looking at other facilities around, uh, let's say. Six, six, seven uh, thousand square feet. Yeah. Um, but we weren't able to find anything. And then uh, after two years, we actually came here again. And this this uh, facility, um, uh, we were allowed to be to to uh, facilitate for here. Yeah. Um, so we were like, yeah, okay, well, um, let's do it because. Uh, yeah. Let me let me tell you about the guys that helped us out because Sona is um, associated with a group of people and one of the contacts that she had with that group was uh, um, a gym facilitator or a gym outfitter. <coughs> Excuse me. So we were like talking to a couple of people, going like, "Hey, would you mind helping us out with the facility? And you know, what would you suggest?" And obviously, um, I designed the in the 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 former location, I kind of designed the layout and we used every inch of that facility. And here we're kind of doing the same. Um, uh, obviously it's not super crowded because you still, still want to be able to, you know, throw medicine balls and be able to sprint and do stuff, you know, but um, we were kind of yeah, like- It takes inviting. a while to fill in a new space that's that big too. You gotta, gotta- Yeah, yeah but, you know. but yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna get to that because I was like, I want, we want to have this on this side and we want to have this on that side. We want to have like the sprint track you know, in the middle and we want this and that. So we were kind of like comparing gym outfitters. And then there was this one guy uh, called Leander. Um, he, uh, they used to be perform better Benelux, but they switched and they started their own company called Stride Europe. So they, they went from Benelux, Benelux up a notch and they went uh, and, and, you know, facilitated uh, gyms all, all around Europe. But he came in and he rounded the corner because it's like an L-shaped uh, place. And he rounded the corner and he was like, whoa, you guys could be a flagship gym. And I was like, that kind of piqued my interest. So, you know, I didn't bite. 
immediately I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Just let him talk. And then eventually I was like, what do you mean with the flagship gym? And then he was like, well, we can do this and that. There'd be a minimum of stuff that you need to, you know, uh, to order, but blah, blah, blah. We made that minimum easily because we went, I think we doubled or tripled that amount of order. But uh, he was like, no, I'm going to hook you guys up. And they, they were amazing with helping us out. Yeah. So they helped out a lot with the design of the, and the layout of the equipment and stuff like that. Exactly. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, That's... and we also have uh, someone, um, uh, he trained, but he, he, he? Oh, yeah. He trained for us, uh, with us for, I think, about six, seven years or something. Like that. No, I think, no, so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm speaking Dutch. I'm, I'm, we're talking shit about you, Joe, and Dutch. Thank you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> So, it, well, so uh, my my man, my main man uh, Tim the Beer, he designed uh, like the look of the place. Uh, not only the logo that you see right her or right her or right there, but uh, uh, he he he's a friend of ours, uh, personal friend of mine, and he was like doing a, a study or finishing his school, and his final project would be to create uh, an house style, meaning like the house style or like the, the look and feel of a certain brand, not just the logo, but also like everything around sure. it, the merchandise, the, the way the, you know, just everything associated yep. with it. So he used that to graduate and we use it to really, you know, oh, yeah. make the place come alive. Like the, the letters on the wall, you, you can't see it, it's but great. we have this. We have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it in your social media. I mean, it looks yeah. fantastic. I love the logo. And uh, all that stuff is a great part of building a brand is the look, the feel, the colors and things that you pick and so forth. It's funny because I'm actually meeting with somebody this Wednesday that's a branding expert. And I'm going to redo the entire Varsity House brand from top to bottom. And like, you know you know, just freshen things up a little bit. It's been the same. The logo is the logo that I created in my buddy's basement in, in 2000 and like three. Right. You know what I mean? So it's been a long time. So time yeah. Yeah. So it's time it's to freshen time things up a little bit Yeah. and, uh, and, and kind of, you know, kind of redesign some of the little logos and things that we do here. And uh, it, it's a great, and it's a fun project, you know, like for you guys to see some of that stuff to come to life. So let's talk about the budget here. I'm interested in the facility. Now, you guys went, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm speaking to Nolan. He's like, yeah, we're going to open up this new gym. And I'm seeing this thing come to life. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, every, every it was like, yeah, like shelling out the guy. So, you know, you know, did you guys, did you guys have a budget? Did you go over that budget? Was there a plan? No, no. Like, I robbed the bank. Yeah. Robbed the bank. Robbing banks, you know, and, and like, what's next with the facility? Uh, and what do you guys like? What, what's some things that you still want to do to it? Yeah, so we had a budget, and when Leander came over, and he was like, "Oh yeah, this could be a flagship gym," he was like all ears and like, "Oh yeah, t t talk to me about that." And I was like, "Oh no, that will cost way too much money." Yeah. yeah. And and we will uh, we, that's just not possible because we have to.
and we um what do you say we uh, we, we paid them that so lay yeah uh, so we can take that from yeah 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 so so that's that's actually open doors um uh, so we did obviously we did have to invest a lot but not everything so say half of it um uh, we had through this financial lease and half of it was uh, paid by, by ourselves. Right. So all this container, these containers that are standing here right now, for everybody who doesn't know our containers, uh, they actually contain uh, uh, our offices and our uh, dressing uh, rooms, and children's rooms, and, yeah. uh, shower and stuff like that. And, so, and and did that come like pre-built out? They came pre-built yeah, and you just kind of stacked them up? Yeah, yeah. that's pre very prefab cool. Prefabricated and you can get them uh, you can order them uh, for like construction sites or whatever, but yep. you have like varying levels of you know you know uh, uh, opulence. It's so on it's honestly like it's a it's a fantastic idea and something that I'm I'm gonna pick your brains a little bit more about when we do the next varsity house in a couple of months because I'm looking for a I'm looking for a very similar space somewhere in that you know three to five thousand three thirty five hundred to five thousand square feet so a little smaller than what i have here a big giant rectangle and it'd be it's great to be able to stack like a bathroom facility yeah. with the offices right on top and stuff like that and talk about space savings and 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 sense of ease as opposed to building out a structure you kind of stacked and it just looks cool too i thought it looked right i mean i'm, yeah. I'm like what's happening it's, yeah, it's, it's the correct fit for this facility and it and believe it or not it came in the almost identical color to what we have in the gym like charcoal gray right right i'm gonna send you i'll make sure to send you some pictures uh i'll slide in your dms and send you some pictures of the, the prefab well that's kind of what i was hoping for out of all of this Noel, was that you were going to be sliding into my dm more regularly <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you know 2020 all right now obviously you know terrible year for everybody you know globally and and you know you know, gym industry globally has been getting killed. And, and, but, you know, again, knowing you guys personally, I've seen nothing but positivity and nothing but, you know, let's just put one foot in front of the other and control what we can control and keep the ship moving. What are some of the things that you guys have done this year to stay afloat, keep the community going, keep the community thriving? And, and, you know, and now obviously we're still here. We survived, right? We're still going. You know what's on the horizon going forward. So, so uh, last year in March, uh, we heard that our gym was going to be closed, uh, just like any other gym here in, in the Netherlands, uh, for the lockdown. Uh, and we were we were devastated uh, because we didn't really see it coming. And then you're uh, all closed for say three months. I guess it was three months. Yeah. Um. So we were devastated. Um. But um. Well, actually, what we did last year before our mental state was, okay, we can cry or, or, or be sad about it for a night. And then next morning, we uh, just pick right up and um, uh, we'll just do whatever we can for our members uh, to get them engaged uh, and stay in contact with them. Because it's not only hard for us, it was hard for everybody. Sure. Um, uh, kids were staying at home. Do their work as well. So everybody had their own challenges. We had a lot of people 
um, uh, uh, who trained with us, and they they actually uh, saw their um, social activities just van uh, right before uh, in front of their eyes. Yeah, we vanished. Yeah. yeah. Um, so everybody has their challenges. So what we did when we heard that we were locking down, uh, we called everybody uh, person by person. That's where I have to thank you guys, because what Sam was just saying, you, uh, we had to close down like a week earlier than the states had, uh, were, were gonna. So in case anybody who just, just tuned in for some reason, I'm like, why are they speaking such shitty English? It's because we're, we're from the Netherlands, we're Dutch, we're in Europe. So <laughs> Europe kind of closed down a week earlier yeah. than the states. And then you guys, we, we got on a call, like a big group, and it was like a rock stars too, I mean, it was uh, Tony, uh, uh, it was um, uh, Zach Evanesh, everybody was there. Yeah. Like, um, it was, like, uh, I mean, Tony from the garage gym, I mean, yep. and then Zach Evanesh, other cool guys, uh, Jim Jones people. And you guys told us, like, you should, you know, think about this and approach it this and this and this. So what Sana just said, that really saved our bacon, I think, was we got on the call and it took us five days to call every one of our members. Yeah. So we were already like being very proactive, like a, uh, a material sign, a sign out, uh, called every one of our members. And you let down all your equipment, like a lot of like, right. Yeah. Something, yeah. you know, yeah. it, you guys it, look, well. when we first did it, we were like, did we just lose $30,000 in equipment? Like, are we ever going to get this shit back? <laughs> you so know? We, we, we were like, yeah, everybody gets one item. So you <laughs> you were a little, a a little more stingy than I was. That I was like, yeah, take whatever. And then we were like, we better write this down. <laughs> you know, we, we better. <laughs> well, luckily, Sonna was way ahead of that. He yeah, was like, yeah. I have a form here. You you write down, you know, you know, sign with the blood of your firstborn. Yes. And uh, you know, it's either a band, it's either a kettlebell, or it's a dumbbell. Can I get can I get the rower? No, fuck you. It's <laughs> See, we gave away our rowers. Our, I mean, we were like, yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> we were like, take it all. And then we were like, and then when we got to like down to like three or four rowers left, we were like, wait, we better we got to keep a couple in house because we're gonna need something to film some training with and stuff like that. So that's we great. did that as well. We we did so much of that as well. We did weekly webinars. Yeah. We did a, a Zoom session, obviously, yep. um, you know, and we just, what you mentioned, also what Sana mentioned, it's like, it's really easy to be down in the dumps, be like, oh, we can't do this, we can't do that, but uh, we just really, in my, you know, in my, how I perceived it was, we just really stepped it up. We were more busy than ever, you know, filming instructional videos, yes. I think the day after, I made like a 20 minute foam roll and structural that you can do, you know, step by step with me. And I use it in all the newsletters, like even for signing up or welcome newsletter for British and conditioning or for uh, defense training schema, DTS, what we're going to talk about later. We used that to, uh, and in, in so many different ways, our YouTube channel got so much more views. Our Instagram got so much more subscribers. Our newsletter got so much more subscribers. It, 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 it was difficult, but we really made uh, the most out of it. Well, I think, I, I mean, I think, I mean, Sonny, you said it, right? It was just like, you know, community, right? Like, like all of a sudden, the whole world had the rug kind of pulled out from under them really quickly, right? So, you know, I, I, I'm, I've, I'm always 
you know, my wife might tell you a little different, but, but in business, I'm always super optimistic and super positive. Mm -hmm. And I don't generally, um, generally I think of myself as completely unflappable to anything that happens in the business. I really don't get emotionally high or low when I make a sale or don't make a sale or the, the, the roof starts to leak. It's like, whatever, it's just part of being in business. Right. And it's something that I signed up for. So like you said, no point crying, you know, let's just figure it out, fix it and move on. Right. And so like, you know, with this whole thing, I look at like the gym is kind of like a unique, you know, community epicenter. Right. And, and I have people from all walks of life, different abilities, different wants and needs. And what's great about a gym like ours, where it's all personal training, right. And the key word there being personal, um, you know, everybody gets to know everybody and everybody gets to see everybody working hard and everybody generally tends to work hard towards goals as a team. Right. So like whether again, like whether it's your mom, no, 70 years old or the 19 year old, he sees your mom working hard towards her goals. They have a chat, you know, while they're getting their shoes tied and stuff like that. And she sees this 19 year old kid like, wow, I, I, I remember back in the day when I used to be able to do those things, right. And stuff like that, but it really creates this amazing community. And, and, and I was very shocked and humbled, you know, of how supportive our community was. And, and, and I'm sure you guys saw the same. And I'm sure there was a lot of people that you made the phone calls to that were like, we'll do anything for you guys, whatever you need. Let me know. Tell me a little bit about some of the conversations you had with your clients and kind of like, the emotions that you guys were feeling from that positive energy that you were getting back. Cause we spend all day giving our energy to other people. Right. So, you know, and, and this was a terrible way to get it back, but it, and again, I, but after Dan and I made a couple days of those calls, I remember having a call with my team and saying, guys, I just had really honestly, one of the most amazing experiences in the 25 years that I've been coaching people for the first time in 25 years, I'm on the other side of the desk, you know, so tell me a little bit about some of that. Like what were some of the conversations that you had with your clients and how, how that emotionally felt to you guys? Like, um, so we were kind of anxious at the beginning because you make that first couple of calls and you're going to be like, is everybody going to jump ship? And obviously, <laughs> yeah, you're worried. obviously we have cool members. We have awesome members and we're very grateful but you don't automatically just assume that everybody's going to stay. Yes. Spoiler alert, everybody did. Nobody left us. Like, nobody left us. Uh, some people just, you know, kind of had their, uh, like, their, um, had it on pause, you know, in their membership. And then, and then, they, then they, like, were like, just keep it running. You know, it's fine. Okay. Uh, so, or, or, but we called them, and the first couple of calls were kind of like, yeah. So we're going to be doing this. Obviously, we're, we were selling it. We were telling that we'd still add value to their lives even now because uh, we, we said it's easy to be there for people when it's easy to be there for people, but, but it's important to be there for people when it's not easy to be there. Yeah, actually, that was our approach. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. that we wanted their help, but we were how like, can we how help? can we help you at yeah. this critical time? Um, because yeah. like I said earlier, it wasn't just a difficult time for us. It was a difficult time for everybody yeah. and still is. Uh, kids running around while you still have to do your work from home. And, sure. Uh, or a kid being homeschooled, which is not a standard here in, 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 in the Netherlands at all. Nobody actually gets homeschooled. No. Now they were, they were forced to do that. Uh, 
um, or singles who just don't, didn't see anybody anymore no. because they were trapped in their house and they, they, yeah. they just... Yeah, to work from home, yeah, don't have any... Second home. Now they got they 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 told us like well you guys have been sowing the seed so for so many years and now it's our chance to take care of you guys and yeah we were like yeah. holy shit yeah. that's amazing. And we, were, <laughs> yeah, and we were actually like um, or people were just like um, uh, we want to do this for you and um, I'm sorry I I missed what I was going to say. Uh, um, again, but, hmm? You continue. Uh, oh yeah yeah sure. So it was, uh, we made those calls and eventually it, it, it just, everybody repeat, uh, were like replying to saying, no, we got you, don't worry about it. We'll take care of you now. Uh, hey, when can I pick up that kettlebell? Hey, could you put one aside for me? I'm like, yeah. no, just, you know, it's first come first serve, but thank you. Yeah. You know, and, and we're just, it was just uh, overwhelming because after a couple of days we were like, wow, everybody's responding the same. They just want to take care of us now. And that's just, that really strengthened the bond with our, our awesome clients, our awesome members. You know, it's not just, Hey, you, you know, we didn't ask them to stay. We told them if you want, you could leave. We understand, but they were like, no, we're not leaving. We'll take care of you now. And that was just really amazing. Really grateful. I mean, that's a testament to you guys too. I mean, that's, you know, obviously, you know, I, I know you both very well. So, you know, so, but, but the, you know, you're both super passionate. Uh, about strength and conditioning fitness but most of all helping other people right you 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 spend people don't really like like you know so like like no like you know you took your military background your your own personal high level training background and you spend pretty much the majority of your life trying to instill that same type of fire and passion in other people right and sonny your, your background you know fitness and training kind of helped transform your life, your personality and gave you the opportunity to, you know, be your own boss, be an entrepreneur, get out of that corporate grind that you were in, right. And transform your personality and your self-confidence. And again, you spend the majority of your life trying to instill that flame and that fire in other people. And at the end of the day, if, if you give people passion, right, it, it's infectious, right. And it becomes in a sense, like a disease, and then something we say here all the time, we call it GSF. And I know you guys have heard us talk about it. And that's that give a shit factor that I actually care about people. And like, if I don't see, if Noel and Sana were clients here at Varsity House and I didn't see you for a week, you're getting a phone call. It's like, hey, what's going on, guys? What are you doing? Like, we're, we're, you know, we're, you're on a program. You haven't even show up. Is everything, but it's more about like, is everything okay? Like, if something happened, you know? So it's like, I generally care. Like, you know, we've had, you know, in the course of this year being as terrible as it is, when you look at what's happening and yes, it stinks having your business closed. Yes, it stinks. You know, maybe you didn't have a record revenue year and for you guys opening up and now you just went big and went this new facility and all of a sudden, boom, we have a, you know, a huge dip and then you're like, Oh crap. Like, you know, are we going to be able to survive? Right. So, but then you look at the problems that people are still having, right. And people are getting sick and dying, you know, family members. I, we just had a great client of ours lose a family member a couple days ago. Right. And it's like, you know, so when you see 
the impact that you can have on other people's lives through fitness, it's not fitness. There's way more to what we do than working out and eating healthy. It really is a human connection. There's no difference that I see coming to the gym than in a sense, it's the same thing as inviting 50 people over my house for a backyard barbecue. You know what I mean? The only difference is we're working out instead of drinking beers and having barbecue. Right. And which we try, we like to do too. Right. We, you know, it's always nice to have the barbecue. Yeah. That's actually what I said. Like, well, uh, it was my birthday, uh, first of December and people were like, yeah, so you were there to give a party. I said, well, actually I kind of did because I had a lot of people Yeah, it becomes an extension of you. Like, I, you know, I think the gym is really an extension of my home, my own, my personality. You know, the, the culture here at Varsity House is me and Dan, you know what I mean? And Big yeah. Mike and, and Adam and Simone and the community of coaches that we have. And that kind of flows downhill. So, like, you know, Breda's going to have, you know, a little bit of sauna, a little bit of Noel, hopefully more sauna less Noel, you know. <laughs> well, there's definitely a little bit of uh, varsity houses here as well. Oh. I remember, yeah, well, I remember, you know, we went to a varsity house uh, on my birthday when I turned yep. 40. We went to New York. Uh, I forgot you but, were uh, old. I forgot you were so old. Yeah, still looking good, though. Still looking good, though. You handsome but, devil. But I remember, I remember, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the, I, I, we noticed like uh, the, the, the atmosphere, you know, the vibe when we came in uh, Varsity House as well. And, and I think and I hope that's what people also uh, notice and feel when they come in here. You know, feel like, oh, you know, it's about to go down. But yeah. even in a fun way, too, you know, it's the same when you uh, when you enter Jim Jones. It is, you know, there's something in the air and you're like, oh, all right. You know, it might be intimidating in, at first, but you know, you you for some people, obviously we don't we don't try and be intimidating, but people might be like, oh, okay. So there is a even when people follow us, uh, our newsletter or you know our, our Instagram, uh, add us on Instagram, and uh, and when they uh, when they follow us, um, they're like, ooh, this looks like a hardcore gym, or you know, but when they meet the people and they meet the coaches, you know, they feel, oh, I can. This is a place where I, I'll be challenged, but I'll be coached to get there, you know, yeah, but yeah. they'll have to make the steps themselves. And I guess that's what we try and really emphasize or really try to show. And um, so, so uh, obviously with this year, you know, with you guys having to, you know, change a lot of what you did with the virtual stuff, new technologies and things like that, you know, I, I, we found a lot of new capacities, you know, and we had to figure them out fast, right? So whether it was changes in our marketing, changes in this, in the way in which we delivered our product, which is fitness to people, right? Out of the, out of the things you've learned this year, you know, what are some new capacities that are going to stay for you guys? Like, what do you think you're going to keep going? Are there things that you've learned, done, whether it's technology, human capacity, right? And or, um, you know, uh, you know, new systems of training and stuff that you're going to continue going forward. Hmm, I'd say, you mind if I go first? I, I think we won't change that much, but we will improve on stuff we already are doing. So, you know, um, I, you know, it's just, a, it's like little stuff that, that we might change, like 
some stuff in the newsletter will just optimize a little bit more. I kind of hate that word, but you know, we'll have, uh, so this year, for instance, is our 10th year and a 10 year anniversary. So every week we are doing like a lessons learned mm. on Insta on Instagram, but, and that's kind of how we, what we learned last year is like, we'll make a post. Then in the newsletter, we'll kind of like sum up the four posts of yes. that month. And then we'll also like, uh, kind of like talk about, uh, the, the, those four posts in a YouTube yeah. video, but right. we'll also put that on YouTube and then in a newsletter. So it's it kind of like, we try to hit different markets in a different way. Sure. Cause some people, you know, might, might, might be on the YouTube and some people might be on the gram yeah, and yeah, some yeah. people might just only need the, uh, well, need the I, I mean, that's super smart. I mean, that's a great marketing tip there for anybody listening. If you, if you know, and we call it unused capacity, right? So it makes no sense to me that we have all this amazing training going on in this gym that a, we don't capture it and B you bottled up in, in 10 different ways. So again, if I'm going to talk about a lesson learned, like, Hey, this is, this is one of our, 10 year anniversary is one of our 10 lessons that's going to help you with your fitness. You can, it's an email, it's an article, it's a blog post. It's a, it's a, it's a newsletter. It's several videos chopped up into a series. And, and that, that means you took one major idea and made it viewable and accessible to 10 different markets. And we try to do that here each month, each month of our year has a specific theme. And all, all marketing within that month relates back to that theme. And that just keeps it simple for us and makes it a little bit easier. So tell me a little bit about that. Like what's going on right now? So the gym is back open at some capacity. Are you still oh, you're closed right now again? Okay. Yeah. So, you, so there's no coaching in. We went into lockdown, we went into lockdown uh, second time. Yeah. Okay. So you guys went through a second wave, just like the rest of like, so like our friends in London and stuff, you all got locked down as well, right before Christmas, right? Right before the Christmas and New Year, uh, New Year's. Uh, just last week, uh, we were actually um, hoping to be, open, uh, to be out of the lockdown uh, this Tuesday, but yet again, uh, nope. it seems like a consistent theme with governments. My friends up in Canada are having the same issue where it's like, Oh, it's going to be this money. Psych. <laughs> you know? hey, remember when everybody thought it was only going to be like three or four weeks? Remember? Yeah. Well, the, no. the original webpage we put together for the virtual workouts, we called it the week of wellness. We were like, this is going to be over in like a week or two. <laughs> Fooled you. So, yeah. so, okay. So, so now we're back to delivering virtual again, right? We're doing all the virtual stuff, right? Are you allowed any outdoor capacity? But I imagine it's still pretty cold there right now. It's, it's no one. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, it's actually, um, well, we're in Celsius here, so it's minus 10 Celsius degrees. I'm not yeah, sure. everybody can go figure it out themselves. Minus 10 is freezing because zero is freezing, right? Zero is freezing. So minus 10 is really cold. That's 20 degrees. That's roughly 15 degrees Fahrenheit. You're freezing your butts off out there, you yeah. know. So, so okay. So, you know, nobody's running around in the snow too much. No, we are not, yeah, we're not allowed to do any group sessions. Uh, we can uh, we can coach uh, a maximum of two people um, at the same time, and that's it. So we only do personal training and uh, open gym. Yeah, an open gym right now. So they can train for themselves in our uh, special tent, and um, and we train obviously uh, personal training. Clients.
um, uh, but I how that goes next week when it's getting back full. Uh, we, we will we'll see. Okay. It might be a recovery week for everybody. So tell me a little bit about like, okay, so obviously, so, you know, one of the things, obviously it's very difficult marketing, you know, the gym, when the gym is closed, open, closed, open, and you're kind of, this is uncertainty as to when you're going to reopen. It's hard to run like a marketing campaign for like some type of initiative because you don't know you're going to get it going at all. But, but I've, I, I mean, from talking to you guys, I know that you've attracted a lot of new clients during lockdown, right? And so tell me a little bit about how that's what you're doing for the marketing and like, are most of these clients coming from, you know, word of mouth through other clients, referrals and stuff like that? Well, we, um, so we kind of, because we were open between two lockdowns, uh, we were allowed to have people in the gym but uh, you can't really tell if for everybody who's wa- or listening to this, you know, check out our Instagram. And for people that are watching, you can see some of the black and yellow tape that's on our flooring right here. Yep. Uh, meaning, <coughs> excuse me, meaning that uh, that that would uh, make sure you know, and um, that would make sure that they had like that six feet yep. apart or what is it, nine feet? No, it's six feet probably. Six feet. Six feet. Yeah. So we only had 12 people on one side of the, uh, of the gym. So this side and the other side, there'd be 12 people in total in the class. Uh, and we'd still be running classes, like multiple classes each night or each morning even. But um, the classes got really crowded. So we actually did a, uh, a member stop. You couldn't join our gym anymore. And uh, everybody was losing their shit. They were like, you are closing your gym to, to new members in a time like this. And we're like, yeah, it's quality over quantity. So we won't be taking on any more new people at the gym at this time. We're we, sorry. Did, we did the same thing all summer long while we were training. out. We did the same thing because we felt it was just the right move. Again, kind of yeah. like you guys, a lot of our clients, most of our clients, over 80% of our clients continued to pay their full membership. Some of them were paying full private memberships, you know, upwards of a thousand a month the whole time while we were closed. Right. And, and I felt indebted to them to make sure that their fitness and their product was world-class before I opened the doors to anybody else. So I agree with that move, you know, although my financial advisor was like, are you fucking crazy? And I was like, look, man, I'm telling you, it's going to put money in the bank later on because we're going to do the right thing. by Everybody, everybody felt like we were really taking, you know, making sure our people were taken care of first. And it's not that we don't like other people. Of course. No, I get it. It's just, our people come first right now. Our, our, our members who've been members with us for years and years and years. We have a guy who has been with us almost eight to nine years. We have multiple people who have been with us for eight to nine years. So we kind of said we're going to have like a stop of new members. But people are lining up. People are, I, we, we have like a waiting list for people to join our gym right now. So when we open again, I, I think we can open up again with like maybe two, two new classes. But, you know, there's a maximum of six people per month that can join our gym. Uh, but ever since we started doing our, our, our good to go classes, which is a month long, it's eight sessions, four weeks, it's been sold out every time. So yeah. we have people lining up to join our gym. We have people lining up for personal training. But, uh, well, I'm just going to drop this on you, but Sona knows about this. But last year was actually our most successful year of Breda Strength Conditioning so far. So we had like a 7% growth despite uh, COVID. 
So this was our best year so far. That's amazing. That's amazing. And honestly, like that, that is 100%, um, you know, of, uh, 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 indication of the, the care and attention and passion that you guys put into the business because, and we, and we've had a very similar experience and a lot of the gyms that we're friends with mutually who have that same mindset, like I'm not going to sacrifice the quality of our product and I'm not going to degrade yeah. my passion. Right. We, you know, again, at varsity house, I do, we do X, Y, and Z. That's it. There's nothing else. Right. So, you know, and we've had lots and lots of opportunities to grow in different directions, but it didn't sit with the core values and our core vision. And me and Dan, when I, me and Dan sit here and we think about like what the future of varsity house and really what our personal futures look like, like, what do I want to be doing? I'm, I'm a little older than Dan, you know, I'm going to be 45 this summer. Dan's going to be 35. Right. So we're 10 years apart. Right. But it's like, you know, 10 years from now, I'm going to be 55 years old. Right. And I'm going to have a teenage boy and I'm going to want to be going to a lot of sporting events and things like that. What does that, how does that lifestyle fit into what I, the fulfillment I want to get out of my business and so forth. So, you know, and, and you guys are doing it right because at the end of the day, you maybe you miss a little bit of money up front now by taking whatever you can, like, again, like, you know, dressing Noel up in a clown suit and doing birthday parties and things like that. Right. But, but, you know, maybe there's money to be made there. And maybe, maybe if you just had like an open gym and you let anybody come in and you didn't really care about how hard people worked or whether they were on a real training program or not, you could make a couple extra bucks, but personally it's going to eat you alive because it's not what you yeah. believe in, you know? Maybe it's not fulfilling. No, Summer yeah. left her job because she wanted to do this. Instead, this seemed like more fun. I left the Marine Corps after 14 years because this seemed to be, I thought this would be more fun. And it is. It's more work, but that's okay. You know, uh, I love doing this job. She loves doing this job. Now, I'm not sure if she loves doing this job along with me, but, you know, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, 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 there, but. No, Talk to me a little bit about that, Sana. Tell me a little bit about working with this wild animal every day. Is it like corralling the freaking Tasmanian devil every day? But but and I'm joking, no, of course. But, like, honestly, like, tell me a little bit about that dynamic. How do you guys – there's a lot of couples that we have. You know, Tony and Danny who are in the group are also, you know, from Garage Gym are also married. All stars. I have a very all good – All stars. And, I, and, like, you guys, like, rock stars. And I have – and I have another really great friend, Kevin and Carolina, who have a really nice gym down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, right? And, like, it's a tough, tough dynamic. How do you guys balance the business, the personal life, raising a family now and leave some of the, the business stress at the front door or do you, or do you not? <laughs> <laughs> well, we try to do it as, as uh, hard as we can to leave that and leave stuff from the gym at the gym. Uh, but it's harder, obviously. Yeah. Um, because we are uh, both passionate about having this gym. Uh, so it's, it's, um, it's kind of hard not to talk about your passion for, for instance. Uh, when you're at home and you want to share something. So um, we're not really strict on it, though we do have uh, set of date nights that uh, on Saturday night it's just that and, and nothing uh, else. Nothing, nothing, no nothing, no, no, no. no stuff like that. And also we have the rule whenever um, uh, we're up there, there's no talk about the gym. So, and upstairs means uh, in the morning when we wake up or in the evening when we go to bed. 
so there, there's no <laughs> talking about the team no, or no. members or whatsoever when we when we go upstairs. Um, and um, yeah, uh, so it's uh, another thing, and I think that's really important. Even though we are a couple, uh, we do have a team meeting every week, and a team meeting is just the two of us. Mm. Um, sitting down for an hour and talking about uh, the day-to-day business, what's going on, what emails did we get, and we need to discuss together. So in that in that way, we um, we uh, uh, make sure we cover all the issues. So we yeah. make sure that we, we don't need to talk about that during the week. Or hey, I got this email. Do you, what do you think about that? So we're just just postponing that. Yep. Postponing that yeah. uh, to the to the meeting we have weekly. And we can discuss it there. Obviously, if something is really important, then then we discussed that earlier. But uh, most of the things we just postpone to the, to that meeting. And I think that's really important when you're a couple because you can talk about the gym all the time um, yeah. because you see each other a lot. Yeah. Um, and also, what we do is we uh, we have very strict. Um, uh, uh, how do you say that? Um, um, yeah, we have like the roles that yes, we have. We have different roles. Yes, She's so, responsible for yes. stuff, and I'm responsible for yes, different yes, stuff. Yes, yes, That's really important too, because I think that was one of the things that me and Dan had a little difficulty with as we grew together, kind of as, and we we always kind of wound up doing a lot of the same stuff. And then like years ago, you know, a few years ago, we were like, look, like it it's it it makes no sense for two top level operators and, and, and business leaders to do the same stuff. Like you do your stuff, you do mine. I trust you, you trust me, you know, and, and we make it happen. So what, how do you separate those roles? So kind of what's your specialty, Sana versus Noel? Yeah. So, um, I'm, uh, I think I'm pretty good with numbers. So <laughs> I am responsible for the financial stuff, um, investments, um, uh, uh, but also budget, um, setting it budget, aside, uh, yeah, yeah, things like that. Uh, no, good with work, um, as you might have already discovered. Uh, so he he does the um, uh, social media networking. and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, do the networking, do the emails, or the, the newsletters. But uh, Sana is better at grammar. Is when I do words, they don't always make sense. Okay. But when Sana, you know, just checks like if it's written the right way and correctly and, you know, uses yep. of commas and stuff and exclamation marks. Make, make sure that like, your newsletter is above a third grade level. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. So I guess, but I, but I like that too, because obviously the newsletter is, is about the gym that's, you know, 50% hers. So, yes. you know, and we, we have that as well. There's a little bit of overlap, but yeah. usually... You know, she does her thing and she does it really well. And I do my thing and it's okay. Hey, you guys, you guys have some other coaches now. And I mean, now yeah. uh, are now who, who acts as the head strength and conditioning coaches? Do you have, is that one of your team or is that you, Noel? That's you. Okay. So you, yeah, you, head coach. you, you coach the other coaches, you implement the, you know, Breda training system that you have coach that to other coaches so that they implement that system and, and do a lot of the coaching stuff. Now you guys have two specialty programs within the business that you run that I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, and, and Noel, you have your DTS program, your defense training system. And, and, and Sonny, you have your, um, you have your uh, women's program, your strong women's program. And, and they're kind of unique. And I've, again, I've seen a lot of growth in those areas. And I see like, like I know that you have separate instances 
Instagrams and stuff like that for that. And, you, and you're kind of really trying to attract a specific niche there. Tell me a little bit about what that is and why the, why the further specialization within the brand of, of Breda? Yeah, so um, uh, when I was not yet a co-owner of Bed After Conditioning, um, I started Strong Women, uh, which is a program, a 12-week program for women um, who, um, who to, to actually uh, let them experience that they can do so much more than they, than they think or believe or whatever. So not just in training, obviously it's, it's a lot about training, but also in uh, things in life, so uh, mindset, uh, nutrition, stuff, stuff like that. Um, I actually was... Uh, Almost like a total like empowering program okay. more than it is just fitness. Yes, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, so I was uh, going through a transition of my job, actually, something like that. I used to be a marketing uh, coordinator, uh, marketing, yeah person, um, uh, specialist uh, for a sports retailer, and uh, I wanted to do something else that, that that made my heart light up or something like that, that made Love my passion cool. Um And that was, I was already uh, uh, doing like less real classes, I'm not sure if you know that, but it's like a group yeah, yeah. classes. Yep. Um, I did, I did, I did know that, and I remember having that conversation with you. I see, I see, I see Sana like bouncing around the aerobics room doing her. Though <laughs> uh, so I still like that, but obviously I'm, I'm more into strength and conditioning now. Um, but uh, I, I love doing that. But that was yep. just uh, a side job for me, so second job, uh, and that was more like my passion, and then uh, doing that for uh, for the money, obviously. So uh, I, I went to uh, do a, a couple of studies um, um, to to get to be um, to get more to strength and conditioning, but also nutrition and coaching and stuff like that. And we had to do this. Um, it's end, uh, uh, yeah, like end project. Yeah, like yeah. an end project, and we had to find project. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, like. Uh, right, I was training at Vedat Strength and Conditioning back then, and I was still teaching uh, the like meals classes. And uh, uh, especially women were like, "Geez, uh, you're 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 lifting all these weights, and I can never do that." And I was like, "Well, if I can do it, why wouldn't you be able to do that?" So um, uh, that actually um, that actually uh, lifts something in me uh, that I wanted to provide women with a program um, so like I said that they can do so much more than they think they can do and that was actually my end project mm. um, but that was kind of like hypothetically so it wasn't I wasn't about to put that into work or out in the world and stuff like right. that so, um, but in the end yes well um, uh, spoiler alert I did and it became quite a success so like if somebody enrolls, so like, let's just take it like a, a woman enrolls in that program. She gets some, she gets some materials about, and is it, is it weekly meet? Obviously there's some training yeah. involved. There's nutrition yeah. involved, right? And yeah. you get, you're helping with the nutrition. Is there like, like weekly meetups, Zoom calls, like, and stuff like that? Yeah. So uh, it's a 12 week program and we have two uh, training sessions a week. So uh, it's a small group training with um, six to eight. Uh, women in one training so that's like a very small group so I can 
that uh, obtains uh, that contains um, uh, like uh, uh, or like uh, like projects that you need to work on or like challenges okay. or yeah. like yeah like great yeah, so, uh, and is like some of that work. like habits and like it's like habits and like homework. habits. You do like habits and commitments and things like that. And a lot, some mindset stuff. Like, like one of the things we like to do with some of our, like with our transformation here, because again, people come into the transformation with one thing. Like I want to lose 20 pounds. It's like, well, remember fitness is a lot more up here than it is just showing up and doing 45 minutes on the treadmill every day. So let's start with, <laughs> let's, let's start with some positive affirmation. Let's start with telling ourselves some positive things and, you know, kind of, so that, that, yeah, yeah, because um, we are not so much as about positive thinking, but more about positive feeling. Because you cannot, uh, you cannot um, uh, trick that. You can, yeah. When you feel positive, it's like in your, it's in your blood, it's in your bones. Yeah. You feel it everywhere, and that's something we really emphasize. Um, uh, so that's one thing. But obviously, we're also uh, focusing on sleep, and uh, so why do you eat what you eat? Uh, not just uh, uh, you should eat your veggies uh, or your veggies and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. um, uh, so when you eat something that maybe not that healthy or doesn't really fit your program or whatever, then what is the reason that you eat it? Right. Is it um, is it uh, are you bored? Are you sad? Are you whatever? You're just a fat um, kid trapped in a me head's body like me. I can't help myself. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I, can, you know, I, wor I, I work out so I could eat. I eat so I could work out. I mean, look, if I could sew my mouth shut for a week, I'd, I, I'd be, I, you know, I had abs. I had abs in 2000. So, I mean, if that, if that says anything, I mean, there was, there was. Hey, you have abs right now, maybe not visible, but you have abs. <laughs> they're, they're, they're under there. They're in there, but, you know, all this quarantine's got me cooking a lot more than I normally do. You guys know I love to cook anyway, so, you know, I've been home, like, every night cooking. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like an amazing program. Yeah. I think women, you know, one of the things that I've learned about training women over the 25 years that we've been coaching here is that they do need a little bit of a different like delivery system right so like it's easy noel comes here i'm like come on you freaking wuss let's go and i kick his ass a few times and it's a little different fitness nutrition and especially the part of self-confidence definitely tends to be a lot more emotional for female yeah. uh, you know clients than it does for men you know yeah. of course there's a percentage of men like men men care about the way they look too and if you're miserably unhappy with your body your confidence yeah. shows but like yeah. it generally tends to be a lot more lopsided for females and i think like the you know, what I jokingly call the blowtorch approach where like a woman comes in, enjoys the gym and you just throw her into a boot camp class and kick her ass three or four days a week for a month. A lot of the, the attrition rate on those are very high because you didn't fix any of the underlying emotional factors that got to that point in the first place, right? So I think anybody, you know, we've jokingly said it a bunch of times, like any, any one of us could create a workout that's going to kill us, you know, it's going to put us in a hole. But to create a really nice holistic program like that strong woman yeah. program that hits yeah. so many different things. And look, at the end of the day, you empower them with a ton of knowledge. And building confidence. And not just uh, in the gym, but what you do inside the gym, you, it has to transfer to your life outside the gym. Yes. So I have multiple uh, women that uh, quit their job. And after, let's say, 12 years being stuck at the same job, they just quit their job and find a new job. Just because 
because they had the confidence and uh, that they can do that. So that's awesome. That's, that's awesome to see. And uh, also, what I like about training women is that that uh, also uh, transfer to their uh, uh, the people around them. So, for example, if they're a mom mm-hmm. and they're more confident, then that will obviously transfer to their to their kids. And to their husband or, or girlfriend or whatever. Happy so, wife, happy life, right, Noel? Right. That's it. But it but it is true. It's part of the process. Like I notice, like I notice, like my wife has worked out her whole life and always loved training, and yeah. and you know had a very difficult time finding her groove back into fitness after our son was born. And then finally, we moved into our new home three days before lockdown, by the way, right? We moved into our new home and we had a little bit more space. So I built out a nice gym. And one of the, one of the positives about lockdown was that I got to spend a tremendous amount of time with, with Edel, my wife, and, and my son, Antonio, right? So it brought us closer together as a family. And one of the things we started doing was working out together as a family. And that, was, that included Antonio. And he'd be down there jumping around, climbing on my back or whatever. But I really see a difference in her personality and in her, and like, because again, you're hitting the stress. She's sleeping better. She's less stressed, and she also just feels like I'm doing something positive for me, you know. And it's not just, you know, she spends her whole day working for somebody else, and then working for me, basically at home, you know, cleaning the house and taking care of me and Antonio, which are like, you know, two bulls in a china shop wrecking the house all day. <laughs> and and you know, and so so that fitness and the nutrition and everything i'd love her to do a program do you can we do that remote sign my wife up i'm ready to go she, I she would I love it because she only listens to me like 10 percent of the time she don't want to hear nothing i have to say <laughs> oh no i'm not gonna you know i'm just you know, yeah. i'll be over here that's fantastic so that's personally very rewarding for you too i'm sure to see people make that transformation in their lives so Another thing I'd like to add is that's not just for women in general, but uh, also for uh, pregnant women and postnatal. Sure. So uh, what I see a lot is that they are being held down uh, way too much. They are like, oh no, you shouldn't lift that because you're pregnant. Or uh, don't, no, 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 give that to me. I'll do that because you're pregnant. No, you're not. You're not. Uh, you're not. You're, pre- you're, you're, you're disabled. You're oh, pregnant. Yeah, something exactly. else. So they're so much they still can do. Obviously, they need good coaching and a, tra- a trainer or coach who knows their stuff. Um, but that's what I saw uh, two years ago, or three years ago, I guess already, uh, when I started my education on pre and postnatal, um, is, is that uh, a lot of women are being held down uh, while they actually can do so much more than, than, sure. than they think they can do. So that transfers uh, my idea on the Strong Women program just uh, was all, uh, like one-on-one on the pre and postnatal. So uh, that's, I think that's a really important thing for women out there uh, that they can do, uh, uh, they can still train. Actually, they should train because it's good for them. It's obviously not when the doctor says they shouldn't because always listen to your doctor, but uh, in this case, but if you have, um, um, yeah, if you have no underlying problems or whatsoever then please do train and get someone to to find that or absolutely to, to gym owners out there uh, listening uh, if you don't have someone pre-postnatal uh, uh, in strength and conditioning um then please get one because those women are uh, are waiting for you <laughs> to do something with that That's yeah great. 
So, Noel, tell me about the defense training program then. Is that kind of obviously taking your military background and your love for your 14 years of that and wanting to help people that are going for their PE test and stuff? Yeah, you could, you know, um, well, let's phrase it like this. When I, I, um, when I was 20 years old, I failed uh, special forces selection. Um, and I was like within eight days of, of, of graduating and becoming a, a Green Beret. Uh, we're here in the Netherlands, obviously. And, uh, and uh, well, I, I, I left and uh, I was, like my ankles were shot and my, my quads were, were like chafed open. Everything was like destroyed. But I did that with like nine months of just doing some fitness. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, I was running uh, like the 12 minute test, but I was doing it without a warm up. But, you know, I still got so far in that Green Beret or the SF uh, course. And, and it kind of left me with like uh, a feeling. I was like, man, I don't know how to prepare for this at all. So I still had the, the idea or the wish to, to get back into the military. And so I did, I did, I did a, a PE teacher's course. It's called SEALS uh, here in the Netherlands. It's not very uh, high education, but I was like, I'm just going to do this. And eventually I, I started training myself. Uh, you know, uh, we're trial and error, obviously. I got into running, got into swimming, got into cycling, got into a survival runs, which is basically like the obstacle course races, yep. the, uh, you know, like, like a Tough Mudder or a Spartan race. Um, and uh, got into more different styles of training. And eventually I, um, I decided to, to go into the Marine Corps. I, I could start earlier there. And after three years in 2003, 2004, I graduated uh, Marine Corps uh, from the Marine Corps. And, uh, and I was like, oh, okay. I, so I made it finally. That's good. I earned a, a, a decent beret, you know, a, a, a beret that kind of counts here in the Netherlands, so to speak. Um, then on uh, my deployment in Afghanistan, I got into more into strength and conditioning, training with a kettlebell, et cetera. And the kind of the idea kind of grew like, hey, I want to help people prepare for this. Because obviously when I went to uh, SF selection and when I went into the uh, Marine Corps, there was nobody who would help me or could coach me yeah. to, you know, get a decent military uh, prep. Um, so that's kind of how Breda strength and conditioning started. But when Breda strength and conditioning started taking off, I was like, I would like to do this on the side or be a part of Breda strength and conditioning. And uh, we were kind of toying with it because I was still in the Marine Corps as a corporal. I was in uh, um, physical training instructor with the uh, Royal Netherlands Marines. Uh, and we were responsible for people that were medically rolled back a class because they had like an injury to their knees or ankles or back, or they might even be uh, bad at land nav, you know, land navigation or like weapon yeah. drills. So I had two jobs for seven years and then I switched to this full time. And then that was the time that I said, okay, now it's time to really step this up with the DPS, the Fancy Tango the military prep program. So the military prep program is exactly that. We have, people that want to join Army Special Forces, Army Air Assault, or the Marine Corps. Those are like the three big yep. like units in the Netherlands that you, that, you know, and it's not that other units don't count, but it's like the ones that are most toughest to join are those three. Um, and I just basically started coaching people. So 
so they'd be better prepared, not just physically, but also mentally um, to, to earn their beret. And it's been very right. successful so far. Um, I think I have over 25 people that earned their beret, be it uh, Green Beret or uh, like Maroon Beret, Air Assault or Marine Corps. Yeah. Now the program is, we have like a couple of flavors that you can, uh, that you can pick. It's, you can get like an online training program and you can, you know, get after it in your own gym, be like a local fitness or whatever. You can uh, do personal training um, or, uh, or you can do uh, the candidate program. And I have to give all uh, respect or all the, the kudos to my wife because the strong women program I was like, that looks really good. It's a 12-week program, you know, in the coaching, the mental side. You, the stole all her, you basically stole all her ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so it's strong women, but for people that want to join the military. <laughs> Perfect. No, but that's, I mean, but look, I mean, that holistic approach is really, you know, what I found, especially now during the pandemic, as we've changed the structure of our gym and our offerings a lot, now we're primarily more higher-end personal training. And I'm uh, same thing, I'm, I'm looking for people who, I'm not looking for people that just want to check in and check out of classes. No. You could do that at Orange Theory. No offense to them that their product's great, but it's it's their thing. You could go take a spin class. You could do those stuff. But here, you're going to be on a training program. We're going to set goals, KPIs. You're going to get on a nutrition program whether you want to or not. And 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 otherwise, you know, there's another great there's another moderately good down gym down the street that you could join <laughs> you know well, what, I, what i wanted to say was well, you nailed you nailed it right there so we with with dts or dts uh it's kind of like dts but different uh so, so for people who know what that uh what that, uh, those three letters mean but um it's uh, we when they come in especially for the candidate program we test we retest in the final test we have stuff that tests that they do with the army rangers and uh, I, uh, it's, it's, it's more than just, you know, lift this, yes. rest, or I do another set. It's the running, it's the swimming, it's the, sure. it's the social atmosphere. We have, it's the group app. It's um, the books that I make them read. And I'll have them like, hey, tell me what you, the three points you took from those books. That's How do awesome. you, yeah, it's, it's, it's books like Atomic Habits. It's like extreme yeah. ownership. It's like really like change their habits in a positive way and and it's you know teach them how to breathe what are you telling yourself now that it's getting tough i mean well you know how um how um tailpipe fe feels yes. so i'll tell the, i'll tell them to do like regular uh, you know hex bar deadlifts for set to five you know you add weight each round but you know then they're kind of already pooped and then i go like all right find a buddy we're gonna do tailpipe and I tell them beforehand, it's going to get tough if you really put out and I want you to put out. So remind you, what are you going to tell yourself when it gets kind of gets dark? And then I let them experience, experience that, but in a safe environment. So when it gets tough during selection or during the SF screener that they have to go through before actually joining the unit, I tell them, remember what you're going to tell yourself when it gets tough. And, you know, concentrate on your breathing, you know, uh, you know, trust, you know, believe in yourself, stuff like that. And they learn that in the gym and then they go out and, you know, kill it at the screener or the selection and they go like, it really helped. So you really set them up for success. You know, when it gets tough at the end of tailpipe, I'll give them like a, a flashcard where they have to do like simple math. <laughs> if, they screw up, if they screw up, they have to like bear crawl the entire length. 
fair. I'm not joking. So they get rewarded when they get it right. No, it's but great, also- though, because, I mean, part of being a top-level operator is having to be able to critical think under, under yeah. extreme pressure. You know, yeah. and um, so they get they get rewarded when they get it right, but they also get rewarded when they get it wrong. But yeah, it's, you know, it, 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 a different type of reward. <laughs> hey, that's amazing. I mean, honestly, guys, this was great. I learned so much about the gym, so much about you guys. I, I obviously, you know, I, I'm I, I'm always extremely humbled to have, you know, friends on the other side of the Atlantic, you know, so far away, but yet I always feel so close to you guys. And, and we always have great conversation. And, uh, when we get together, you know, uh, uh, once in a blue moon, as, as it is these days, we always, you know, it's always super fun, super positive. And, and, and we get to talk a lot of, uh, business and life. And, and, uh, and I love hearing, jo- uh, you know, Noel's dirty jokes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> They were very, they were very vanilla today. Very vanilla today. Say, Thank you for keeping it as professional as possible. Tell everybody no, uh, where, where they can get in touch with you. Where's the best place to get in touch with you, to connect with you guys, whether it's social media, email or what? Yeah. Thanks, social media. Yeah. So if it's the international crew that want to look us up or whatever, Instagram would, would be the best. We're also on Facebook, but I don't know about the algorithm, uh, but we kind of link everything too. So I'd say uh, Instagram, it's at Breda, like you see right here on my uh, hoodie. It's Bravo Romeo Echo Echo Delta Alpha dot SC, Shara Charlie. Um, it's also the website, Breda uh, SC dot com. Uh, you could sign up on our newsletter there, but you'll have to go to Google Translate uh, if you don't read do. any Dutch. Yeah, that's what I um, But But uh, definitely... I think social media would be the best. You can get on our newsletter as well. We will probably also announce when we'll, we'll have another seminar. And obviously when people want to come and visit our gym, even if they're out of town, you know, just shoot us an email and uh, we'll see if we can make it happen. And awesome. uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Awesome. And, and hopefully I know, I know, I know Noel's been politic and hard for a business of strength seminar in the, in the Netherlands at Breda. I would love to, Dan and I would absolutely, you know, be honored to come and, you know, coach and teach and learn from you guys as well. Uh, We got Noel and Sana brand Breda strength and conditioning, everybody. Thanks so much for being on again, guys. I really appreciate it. Great job. Thank you so much for having us, Joe, and uh, say, 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 say no best to, to everybody uh, in your crew. <laughs> always, always.